Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host today, Jade Warshaw. I'm joined by my favorite guy right here next to me on this show. George Campbell. I can't wait to tell Ken and John about that. It's shots fired. It's I gonna went hurt for their it. feelings. They're well, so sensitive. You know, George, I say the same thing about them too, so there you go. I think <laughs> the number is triple eight eight two five five two two five. Give us a call. We'll chop it up with you. We got Brett on the line from Washington, DC. What's going on, Brett? Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. I'm my question today is how do I draw boundaries when supporting a family member who's in charge of the crime and, and likely facing um, incarceration. Mm. Sorry to hear that, Brett. How close is a family member? Uh, immediate family member. Wow. Um, who has a family and, and kids. How many kids? Uh, two. Are they pretty young? Mm-hmm. And how likely is the incarceration? Um, it's, I, I, I think it's going to be likely. Okay. And do you know the length of time that it would be? Um, Is it six months or 20 years? Uh, uh, it's in between there. Um, it's in the years. Um, okay. Uh, I think probably five or longer. Okay. How so we're, we're talking about helping this family out for five to ten years potentially. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It's, How- it's a little daunting um, at this point, right, thinking about that. Yeah. How are you doing financially? Um, I, I'm lucky or we're, we're, we're doing well and, and even in immediate terms, right? Like the most immediate things like retaining um, counsel and um, any bail um, uh, situations, like those things I've been able to, to cover and cash flow. Okay. Have you talked to this family yet about what their needs are? Yes, uh, we've been um, actively supporting them, um, both kind of emotionally as well as even, you know, having them over and and, and staying with us, right? Um, But we haven't gone too far. I think we're taking things one day at a time. Are they living with you right now? They will be. They will be. Is that long-term or is that a a temporary fix? Have you guys talked about that? Temporary fix. There there have been some discussions um, where I think – Good thing is there is there is family on both sides who can be supportive. Um, I I think the details are not quite there, right? In mm-hmm. terms of um, who all is going to chip in, how much, things like that. I, it's just I just imagine there's going to be a component that, of support. It's going to yeah. be a village. Yeah. Here's the two things that come to my mind. If I'm being honest, um, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes as best as possible. And the two things that are coming to mind are how you're feeling or how I might feel when something kind of gets dropped in in your lap and it's not because of anything you did. It's not anything that, you know, it just is set in your lap and it's like, all right, I got to react to this. And you've done a great job handling bail, stepping in and, and cash flowing this. And my first thought is make sure you take care of yourself mentally because you don't want to start feeling um, any bitterness or spite mm-hmm. or like, oh, like, I can't believe I have to do this, this guy. You know, I don't know the nature of what took place. It doesn't matter. But all I know is you're on the hook for it and you feel on the hook for it. Um, so there's a piece 
there's a component there that I'm thinking about. Um, And then on the financial side, you know, you said you guys are doing well financially. You don't have any debt, correct? Um, That's right. Just a mortgage. Just a mortgage. Um, And it sounds like, you know, within your day-to-day cash flow, within your budget, you've got money that you can put put towards this, but it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you have to. Um, And so I kind of want to give you permission to say no sometimes. Now, if you want to be generous and you want to participate, um, I think that's great. But I also want to say very loud and clear, you're not required um, to do anything here except, you know, you can provide counsel, but you're not required to do anything monetarily. Um, And I think starting there is a great way to start. And then you can decide what you would like to do. Does that make sense? That does. That does. So how much are you thinking about, let's say, if there was a a monthly contribution limit? I almost look at this like a mission organization that I want to support. And me and my wife have a conversation about what we're both okay with contributing, uh, maybe, and we do it in year chunks. And if we say, we're going to commit to one year, we're going to give you $200 a month, every month for this year. Mm. Have you had that kind of conversation with your spouse? Not yet. Um, Not yet. I think having all of that real clear up front yeah. helps because a lot of people, what creates the the toxicity in these relationships and the resentment is when the expectations weren't set, they weren't communicated, mm-hmm. and now we're going, well, no, I, I thought this money was forever, and I thought it was just however much we need whenever we want right. versus saying, hey, we're happy mm-hmm. to give. Here's how much we're able to give right now. Uh, that could change in the future. It could go up. It could go down based on where we're at financially and what we can do. And I think if everyone in the conversation in this village has that conversation with each other and as a group, you're going to have a lot clearer boundaries as to what this looks like going forward. Absolutely. And there's another component about that too, uh, George, that you made me think about. Um, I know a lot of times with churches, when they do benevolence or do do things to help out in the community, they don't just give monetary amounts to folks you know folks come to the doors and it's like hey you know single mom i'm suffering with this or i'm having a hard time paying the mortgage they don't just give them you know seven eight hundred dollars they go and pay the mortgage Mm -hmm. they go right in and pay the light bill so i kind of want to advise you in that way not to just hand out money and not to hand out cash but actually Mm -hmm. go in and do those items like if it's if it's for rent you pay the rent if it's for lights you pay the actual light bill that way it's just another way to make sure that you're feeling good and that you have some bit of control uh, over how this money that you're generously giving it's okay for you to have control over how it's spent and sometimes the best thing we can do is not just to give a pile of money every month but to actually empower the person to change their life and take control of it. Mm-hmm. And so the spouse that's the now taking care of these kids on their own, are they able to work and are you able to support them in that way to get them on their feet to where they can provide for themselves? Yeah. Um, I think I can provide some coaching. It, it is a tough situation. Um, this spouse um, it has been a stay-at-home mom um, and it's been a long time since mm-hmm. She's been in workforce. Well, Um, here's what I want to do. I want to gift you with Financial Peace University, and I want you to gift that to the the wife so that she can 
figure out, you know, what her footing is moving forward. She's going to learn all the principles of money. She's going to learn how to pay off debt. She's going to learn how to save. She's going to learn how to do all of those necessary things that are going to be really important for her uh, going forward. So hang on the line and Austin will get that for you guys. I'm going to add in one more thing. Dr. John Deloney's book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, because there's a lot of trauma in the situation yep. on a lot of things we got to learn how to move forward. With. That's right. Great, great call. Thank you so much for that call. Hopefully we were able to help you out. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade. This is George sitting next to me, and we're taking calls about your life, your money, your financial situation. What's bothering you in the world as it relates to finance? What is a problem for you in the world as it relates to finance? Your life, your money. Give us a call. 888-825-5225. Now, here you go. For those of you out here listening um, that don't know my personal story, let me tell you a little something. My husband and I paid off $460,000 of debt. Now, I don't know where y'all come from, but where I come from, that's suspiciously close to half a million dollars, George. All right. When we did this, we paid it off, guys, working the baby steps. We talk about this every day on the show. Uh, The same baby steps that we teach in Financial Peace University. Now, Financial Peace University, it's a nine-week class that shows you how to beat debt, and here's the thing, and build wealth. What we're talking about on this show, the baby steps, it's not just about debt-free, 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 debt-free. We're trying to build wealth up in here, George. It's so that. that. So that you live like no one else, so later you can live and give like no one else. And let me tell you guys, I believe in this class, Financial Peace University, so much uh, that I help lead classes. I, I'm leading an FPU class right now. As a matter of fact, we started last night. It's going amazing. And I'm leading classes because this changes lives. It changes lives. It's doing it all over the world. And um, I'm telling you, there's nothing special about me, though. All right. I'm just like you, just like all y'all listening out here. So leading an FPU class isn't just for those people. It's not just for Jade or or George or Dave. It's for you, too. You can actually start helping folks. Now, it might seem scary to lead a class, but you need to do it anyway. And I'm telling you right now, it's not scary. They tell you exactly what to do, exactly what to say, because there are people out there now. You feel scared. They, They feel scared and they need you. They're scared to open their bills every month. They're scared to check their bank account and they need you because you guys know how to do this and you can. I'm telling you to be a coordinator. It's so easy. You just follow the plan. They tell you exactly what to say. So you guys can do this. You don't have to be debt free and a millionaire to lead a class. You just have to be passionate and believe in what we teach 
And that's most of you listening out there. That is such a good point, George. I think a lot of people think, well, if I'm in baby step two. Who am I to teach this stuff? You're even even better. Even better, because that means you're right there with them. You're walking along with them. And not only is it going to be encouraging to them, it's also going to be encouraging to you as well on your journey. Uh, so right now, I want you to go online. I want you to type in RamseySolutions.com slash lead to learn more about becoming an FPU. That's Financial Peace University Coordinator. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash lead. Super important stuff, George. Love it. All right, let's take a call. We got Nathan in Sarasota, Florida. What's going on, Nate Dog? Hey, how are you guys today? I'm doing good. Sorry about the Nate Dog. Are you okay with Nate Dog? Uh, I guess. (laughs) He is now. Sometimes I I can't resist. Sorry about that, Nathan. What you got going on? So I'm 20, and I've been living on my own since I was 18, and things are getting pretty serious, me and my girlfriend. Mm. And... I'm just curious on potentially we want to get married in the next three years. And I'm just wondering if it's a bad idea to rent if we're not ready to buy a house or should we wait? Where'd you get the idea that it was a bad idea to rent? Um, I mean, my parents. <laughs> ah, there it is. I figured that much. And they're saying, hey, why, Nathan, why would you throw money away on rent when you can get into a house and start building equity? Is that the, basically what they're saying? Pretty pretty on there. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this much. We never recommend someone buy a house before they're ready. And we also recommend that newlyweds rent for a while before they buy a house. Because you got enough going on with the stress of a wedding I mean, it is like a, it's like being in a car crash. It can be traumatic. Just so much stress <laughs> compacted for this one big party we're throwing everyone. And then you're also going, oh, that's your side of the, that's my side of the, no, we got, we got issues here. And so you're already trying to navigate right. newlywed life on top of home ownership. Mm. That's just a lot at once, emotionally, mentally, financially. Mm. And so there is nothing wrong with renting. And I want to be here to dispel the myth that renting is a sin and tell you that renting is a great thing to do and it gives you such flexibility. And when something goes wrong, you call someone to come fix it while you guys sit there and eat ice cream and be cute newlyweds. I know, that's right. I like that, George. So that's the plan. Do you guys have any debt currently? Um, She doesn't. She actually um, got scholarships all through. She um, is about to graduate um, state college here in the next two months. This is a green flag for this relationship, Nathan. I'm liking this already. You don't have any debt, right? No, ma'am, I don't. Mm. I didn't go to school, and um, I've just kind of, it's kind of been, I never really, like, I don't like owing people money. I hate it Mm -hmm. as it is. That's always how I've been myself. So I never told my mom I never want to go to college, so I got into a trade, and I've been plumbing for two years now, and it's been actually working great. So so let's just walk this through. Let's say you guys, you get married, we're going to cash flow the wedding. We're going to save up for the engagement ring. So you already have some financial goals ahead of you. Yes, sir. And so if we can start our marriage off completely debt-free with a cash-flowed wedding and have a fully funded emergency fund, Mm -hmm. that is a win in my book as far as starting a marriage off on the right foot. And just to be clear, you're doing these things separate of one another on your own. So you're saving up your nest egg for the wedding. She's saving up her nest egg for the wedding. And you're saving up money, your nest egg for, you know, three to six months of savings. She's saving up her nest egg. And then when you get together, uh, you can go ahead and combine those finances. Does that sound good to you, Nathan? Yes. Yes, Awesome. Awesome. You know, it's really funny, George. Uh, 
I read a stat that said only 43% of couples combine their finances. Yikes. Married couples. So we're we're talking about 57% of people go, uh-uh, that's my money. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, that's such a crazy thought to me. It's nuts. That you'll you'll share spit and a bed and oh, DNA, man. but you can't share a bank account? <laughs> It's different. What is wrong with you people? Well, it's even crazier because here's the thing. Th- these are real studies that show uh, married couples that combine their money. They build wealth four times faster uh, because they're more likely to purchase a home together. They're more likely to stay together over the long haul of their marriage. And it literally said this. They are happier. I believe that. They're happier. Well, think about it. You got a closed fist you're living your life with where you're going, this is my money and that's your money and you spend what you want to spend. I'll spend what I want to spend. You don't get to tell me how I spend my money. And you have those kind of control issues. You're not, you're not going to get very far. But no. when you live life with an open hand going, this is our money and our life. What could we do together? You will go so much further together. So much further. It's it's just unbelievable to me. I, I, I don't get it. Maybe we have time to take a quick call. Let's make this one fast. We got Daniel. Get to it fast. We're up against the clock. Hello. Um, I was calling in because I'm curious if I should invest in a Roth IRA because I'm, I'm 16 and I just started a job at uh, Subway working on the weekends. Uh-huh. I was wondering if it's too early to invest in a Roth or if I should start like doing like the nest egg baby steps because like my parents are really good. I have a place to live. They they like help me with like food and like grow. They help me with like food and. Uh, so you have no debt, stuff. nothing like I that? I don't have any debt. I don't have any like need to spend money, really. It's only like stuff that I want that I sure. understand. Do you have a on. car? I wondering if, uh, no, I actually live close enough to my work to bike there. Cool. I haven't gotten wow. the car yet. Okay. Well, I love the idea of investing. I just want to make sure that our upcoming financial goals, for example, you know, higher education. Do you plan on going to school? To college? Uh, I'm planning on doing, I'm actually planning on doing certifications for IT. Because I want to work in IT, and from what I've read, college isn't really the best way to get into IT. It's certifications. Way like, to go, man! Go CCNA. Well, I'd make sure we can cash like flow that. a car purchase because you're going to need that sooner rather than later. Make sure we can cash flow the certification. So I might just be saving all this money in a high yield savings account right now because we the next few years there's a lot of financial goals that we might have to hit. But if you can do that and have an emergency fund and you get out on your own, you're going to be investing in no time. I mean, the fact that you're even talking about this, you're going to be a multimillionaire probably <laughs> in your 40s at this point. And so uh, I love the idea of investing, but I might pause until... I have a full-time job. I love that. There's a right way, and and there's a best way to do this. I like to say it like that. There's a best way uh, to do this, and make sure your education's there, make sure your your investments are there. We want to do it in the right order. So I just like that he's thinking about it. I was a knucklehead at 16. I still am. This kid's sharp. (laughs) I I love it. We love to see it. We love when the young folks call in the show. Uh, This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. This is George Campbell. And uh, George, you showed me something really crazy I found on the a break. Tweet. Now, 
there's a lot of tweets that make me angry, and there's a lot of tweets that make me laugh. This one somehow did both, and so I wanted to share it with you, Jade, and all of our listeners out there, and get your take on it. Oh, gosh. So, uh, boys, throw up that tweet. So, this is a tweet from someone that says, finally paid off my vodka crayon from last month, God is good, with a little praise emoji, and it's a receipt from Afterpay. They put a $12 cocktail on payments... Four no. easy payments on a twelve dollar no. cocktail. No, 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 and not God is good. Not- <laughs> Don't throw God. He, he had nothing to do with it. This is your stupidity. Ooh. Oh Lord! Don't blame him. Don't thank him. This is crazy. And and it's afterpay. I I could tell it's afterpay based on the logo. I know these scumburgers. I. I'm shook. So this is, if y'all don't know, the, this is the b- new thing that Gen Z's into, which is buy now, pay later. So they're anti-credit cards, but they're pro-payments because they're going, well, there's no interest, so how bad can it be? It's bad. Payments on a drink? Because think about it. That's one interaction. That's one time going out. You keep adding that to your tab with your payments, and all of a sudden you go, okay, oh, well, I only spent 25% of what I would have spent, which leaves room in my budget. So that I can pay after pay the next month and the next month and the next month. Let me. This is I, insane. If you, I'm just gonna say, if you have to put a twelve dollar drink on payments, you Dunk are a hot flame of a flame of a mess. You're just a hot flaming, oh funky goodness. mess. It's it's gotten real bad out there, Jade. Gosh. And uh, these companies, you've heard of them. Afterpay. Here's their tagline: Get what you want. We've got your back. Okay, that's that's a great way to create an entire generation that's broke. Wow. Here's a firm's. Pay at your own pace. That's what, hey, hey, pay at your own pace. No rush. We're happy to wait. We'll take wow. another payment next month. And then Klarna's my favorite. Get financial breathing room. Because nothing says breathing room like being chained to like payments. Like What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, and wow. here's what gets me. Klarna also brags to the retailers that use this program that the consumer will spend up to 45% more if you have Klarna as an option. They know what they're doing. Well, duh. That's why they make billions of dollars and you remain broke. But instead, you go, no, Jade, it's smart. I'm, I'm leaving room in my budget, Jade. What do you mean? I, I can't even breathe right now, George. I can't even breathe you, right now. You need now. to use Klarna because they'll give you some breathing ooh, room, apparently. Oh, okay. And they'll give me a drink while I'm at it. Vodka Cran. Look, I read a stat that said, 57% of people who use buy now, pay later regretted their purchase. Buy now, regret later. That's the new I name. Love that. I know How about just right. buy now, pay now? That feels like the way God and grandma would do it. Hot diggity dog. We're going to bring God into this. Yeah. It's insane to me. What if you just popped out a $10 bill in a single, two singles, and just pay for that $12 drink? Like, I mean, blowing my mind. Oh, God. Just make your drinks at home, people. You know? Do it like we do on Smart Money Happy Hour. Okay, we're on a budget out here. We're not going to these crazy <laughs> cocktail bars. And by wow. the way, it's just wa- it's all watered down. It tastes gross. Yeah, exactly. I'm just done going out. I'm too. I'm like an old curmudgeon of a man, Jade. Look, you're telling Nashville me Nashville cocktails are now twenty bucks, and they have a liquor tax of an extra fifteen percent on top of the ten percent in Nashville. And I'm like, I'm just done. You know, I'm going to the crib. I'm going to the crib. I'm gonna pour my Eagle Rare in my Whoa. in my in my glass with my square cube. Because I'm not going to one of these restaurants. Trust and believe, I'm not going to Applebee's getting an old-fashioned where there's like 0.00% of no drink in the drink. You know what I'm saying? I'll stick to my water. All That's right. what I eat. When I when I go out, I get water because I'm too cheap. And I have money. I just, I'm like, this ain't worth it. It's not worth it. I'm not it. paying the premiums. It never, well. And I'm not paying in four payments. <laughs> exactly. Goodness. George, I, okay. 
All right. Now I'm, that we're riled up. I'm glad we got this out of our system. So we have to talk about something, Jade. We get calls on occasion on the show uh, from folks that have disabilities. Yes. They're they're blind. They're deaf. Um, a lot of these people, you know, have had these a long time since they were young. Yeah. And because of that, they're on disability income. Yes. SSDI. And the problem with that is that the government limits you to how much money you have to your name. And the limit is very, very low. $2,000 total at any given moment is the limit you, that's, to, be, to, to remain eligible for your benefits. That's poverty. I mean, that's unbelievable, George. Yeah, it's really sad. All right, so what are the options here? Because we get people calling in and it's like, hey, I want to I work the baby steps. I want to do things to get my income up. But if I get my income up too high, then I don't get this benefit. But they're also afraid to lose the benefit because then they they're responsible for their life, their insurance, all of those things. So it is it is a very precarious situation. Yeah. So here's here's one option: either you've got to learn how to, on how to live your life with that low disability income due to how extreme the disability is, or a better option if you're able to, based on the nature of your disability, if you can do some type of work, yes, you will be way better off financially. Because you're not stuck under these insanely rigid rules for your your income and your assets. Absolutely. I mean, I want to make it very clear. If you are on this disability, we're not mad at you. Like we, we're not saying, hey, if you're taking this money, you know, you're wrong or there's something wrong with you. No, not at all. It, we're just letting you see that this is the choice that you have to make. And I, I'll be honest. When I look at two thousand dollars, it's very. I'm like, how? And within with everything going on, that is that's more scary to me than going out because I feel like with the internet, there's a lot of ways that some some of these folks might be able to get get above that, and they'd be surprised what they can do because you've got something to offer. Absolutely, you've got there's something that you're good at. There's some service that you have to offer, um, and you can make. There's so many ways you can make money today, George. Yes, and so there is an option. For those with disabilities to where they can have more than $2,000 and it's it's not illegal. It's called an Great. ABLE account and it's basically a savings account where you can have up to $100,000 without affecting your disability income. And what's cool is that family members can gift money into this. Love this. So it is a good option for those and some people don't know about it and we've got some emails coming in from people that go, hey, I just heard this call from this person with disability. You got to let them know about the ABLE account. So this is a tax advantage savings account. For those with disabilities and their families, there are some restrictions as to who's eligible for this. Yeah. So you have to have been diagnosed with your disability before the age of 26. Yep. So if that's you, uh, you most likely are eligible for this. And what makes me sad, this is straight from from one of the ABLE sites. It says, to remain eligible for these public benefits, an individual must remain poor. That oh. is the most frustrating sentence I've heard in a long, long time. Well, I, I think it's... It's just frustrating. It's like you're helping, but you're also hurting because r the real help would be like, can it can it be enough to live on? Because that's barely enough. Now, I th I'm thankful for this ABLE deal because you can add money to that. But, you know, again, the but choice we're, we're is yours. We're all about helping you build wealth yeah. and be generous and have control over your yeah. finances. And it's really hard to prosper when you have limited income and limited ability to save. And the government is ensuring that you are their slave. Yeah, at this point with this program. I kind of feel like they're selling these folks short. Because they're, they're scared to let go of it, Jade. It, well, they're getting into these, they're getting into some of these folks' head and making them think, I need this and I, I, I can't go beyond this. And now for some people listening, 
that may be the best choice for you, you know, sticking on the 2000, getting connected with Abel. But for some of these people listening, I think that we just need to infuse hope and, and let you know, hey, you've got something to offer. There are opportunities out there for you. And I think that you can make more than 2000. Absolutely. I, I and it wouldn't a, take much to, to hit yeah. that threshold. And here's the thing with the ABLE accounts that I want you all to know about. People with disabilities and family members can deposit up to $17,000 in an ABLE account for 2023. So that is the limit for this year. You might be able to contribute more money if you have a job and you're able to work. You can do an additional $13,590 if you're in the U.S. continentally. So Very there cool. are options out there. I want to make sure those that are out there with disabilities and if you've got a loved one in your life, please send them this information. We want to help everyone. This is a show and the content is for everyone in all yep. walks of life. And yes, it's harder if you've got a disability. 100%. I don't want to minimize that. But I also want to encourage you guys that you have so much to offer and that this doesn't have to hold you back. This could be a part of your story that inspires others along the journey and you can still build wealth, but you've got to make this happen on your terms, and not the government. If you're doing that, call in and tell us about it. We'd love to hear I from want you. you to call in and I want you to tell us what you're doing. It's going to encourage somebody else to do the same thing. This is The Ramsey Show. Listening to the Ramsey Show. My name is Jade Warshaw. Next to me, to my right, my right hand man, George Camel. And we've got a scripture and quote of the day for you. It's this it says, Be kind to one another, be compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. That's Ephesians 4 32. And Kenny Loggins said this The more we stretch the muscle called compassion and generosity, the stronger we get. The better we feel about ourselves, the more loving we become to the world around us. Oh, beautiful words from one of my favorite artists, Kenny Loggins. I mean, <laughs> the hits go on, Jade Footloose, Danger Zone, this is it. Can't wait for his upcoming concert. But which of us is going to that concert, you. George? That's right. That's right. I'm coming to that concert. He's Got, 75 years old. The man's still out there doing he, the thing. He can sing higher and better than ever. I'm just letting you know. That means Dave's got no excuse. He better be behind this chair at 75. Still crushing the game. <laughs> he will be. Don't you worry about that. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll take your call. We got Harry in Salt Lake City. What's going on, Harry? Not a whole lot, Jay and George. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. So my question today, my wife and I were, uh, we paid off about $15,000 in debt. And uh, we just have two debts left. We have a personal loan and student loans. Uh, the personal loan is about 7000 left, and student loans is $29,000. Okay. Um, with the pause on the student loan payments, should we make any payments to that at all, or should we just continue to stay focused on that personal loan? Yeah, I think that's a temptation that a lot of people are feeling right now to kind of you know, loop it out of order. Now, I do have one question. The student loan, mm -hmm. is it just one student loan for 29000 or is it broken up into pieces? It's all consolidated in 29000 Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you to go ahead and just work the debt snowball in order. I think that's the best way mm -hmm. to do it because you're going you're gonna to feel those wins and that you need mm -hmm. that to keep going. You're gonna, uh, how fast can you knock out this next $7,000? Uh, my wife and I have panned it out. Um, we make about a hundred thousand uh, as a household, and within the next four months, we'll have it paid off. Oh, awesome! Yeah. But you're saying, hey, the student loans are paused completely. Should I even make minimum payments on those? Because we yeah. say debt snowball, make minimum payments on all your debts except the first one. You're saying, should I pay a dime towards these while yeah. I attack it? That's a good call out, George. Yeah, make minimum payments. 
Make minimum payments. That's the way the snowball works. The snowball works is you make minimum payments on all the debt and put any extra money on the smallest debt. And that way when it's unpaused, you've already been flexing that muscle, making that payment, plus Mm -hmm. the extras going towards the debt. And so when that gets unpaused, and it eventually will, as much as they keep kicking it down the road, you're going to be in control. And so I'm I'm pumped for you that you're like, I want to attack all of this debt. I just want to know the best way to do it instead of waiting on someone else to fix it all. Heck yeah. That's exciting. Absolutely. I can't wait for you guys. Woo. When's the, when's the debt free, when's debt free day? Debt free day. Uh, we're still trying to figure that out. We're, we're hoping maybe in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Well, that is super. Yeah, making a hundred grand, paying off what, 36? Heck That's yeah. That's feasible. That is exciting. Exciting stuff. Thanks for the call, Harry. Let's see what Jay's talking about in New York City. What's going on, Jay? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. So I'm actually I'm actually a police officer in New York. I have four years on the job, and I have 16 years left until I am eligible to retire. I'm 35 years old. Um, currently, I have about 40K in deferred, I mean, traditional retirement Um offered through my employer and okay. they just now gave us the opportunity to switch over to a def- uh, a Roth option. Okay. And I was wondering if I should make that move or not. Great question. So you're 35. You said you've got 15 years until you can retire. 16? Uh, one, six, six, 16 years until I'm eligible to retire. And at that point I'll be able to leave making 50% of my salary, which should keep me at around $100,000 a year. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't touch the current investments, but if you want to start contributing to the Roth side for future investing, I think that's a great move at your age. Okay. So, yeah, because currently I'm already contributing 20% to the traditional. You think I should just go all in and stop doing the and go straight to 20% to the Roth? I would go 15% until you have a paid-for house. Do you have a paid-for house? Nope, I am completely debt-free. Um, I moved back at home with my parents because I'm single, and I figured, you know what, they're going to be moving to Florida in a few years, so I'm going to hang out until until they move along and uh, maybe purchase their house. That's a cool goal. So if you go down to 15%, I would use that 5% you now have back in your life to begin saving towards that future house purchase, whether it's in okay. the next five years, the next 15 years. And the, the idea here with the Roth is that you're using your after-tax dollars, but then the money's going to grow tax-free. And so either way, if you crunch the numbers, it would be the same. So what we're actually talking about here is what your tax bracket will be when you're older. And we're basically oh, okay. saying we think taxes will go up over the course of history. And so therefore, having tax-free money is going to be better. And so there's a, it's a hot debate in the, among the finance nerds out there. But I personally would rather have that tax-free money uh, with no required minimum distributions because Uncle Sam's already got his cut. And so I like that plan. And if I have $2 million in a Roth 401k, I have $2 million to my name that I can do what I want with without paying taxes. And that's just a good feeling. Uh, I like that. Does that answer your question, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. Yeah, way to go. And, th- and thank you for your service. I mean, Very being cool. a police officer in New York, that's serious business. Oh, yeah, I know. That's right. I'm thinking about the fact that he's moving into his parents' house and thinking about buying his parents' house. I was like, that's 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 a different move. You got to have some type of great relationship with your family to do that. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I, I, I love my parents. I Caveat. Lo- I love my parents, but oh, it, it can't happen. Let me just put it like that. It cannot happen. Oh, my goodness gracious. So- 
we've got every once in a while we get questions on social media and i've got here one i've got one here from a a dude in Georgia, his name is Evan, and he says, my wife and I have $23,250 in debt and two credit cards and a vehicle. I work two jobs and she works one. We have a newborn and are currently renting. We have 12K in savings and I have paused my retirement of 10%. The question is, should we use any of our savings toward the debt? Oh, this feels like one of those riddles that you, you know, in, in math class. <laughs> like Bob a train is moving from apples. Georgia at 48 miles an hour. Okay, so the crux of the question is, I've got 12000 in debt. I'm trying to work the Ramsey plan. Yeah. He's paused retirement, which is an awesome step. Great. People you just have a hard time money. with that, yeah. And you're going, do I let go of the savings? Which is such an emotional decision for most people. They yeah. cannot fathom the idea of going down to $1,000, which is what we recommend. I mean, yeah, I get it. They, it it's like a, a safety net. It's a, it's a, a blankie, if you will. You know, my son, I like that. It's a blankie. My son has this blanket. It's old and torn up, and he's had it since the day he's born. And he, I mean. If I went up to him and I took that blanket. Oh, oh, you're going to catch an eye jammy. Oh, yeah, he's catch some ca- hands. Yeah, he's gonna, you're going to catch some hands. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, I would use 11000 of your 12000 in savings to go towards your 23000 in debt. And maybe that vehicle gets sold if you want to speed up this process and get that savings account back up faster. And so, depending on what the car is worth, you know, if you if you owe... 10 on the car and you can sell it for 12 or 15 or whatever yeah. it is and you get yourself a beater car for a little while until you get back up to baby step three then uh, i think that could be a good move for you i like it you know the the theme that we keep coming across as we take these calls especially the calls that are kind of related to the baby steps and doing the baby steps in order discomfort is required mm. It's required. You can't get around it. And I think what gets people kind of going off track and it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to touch the savings to pay off the debt. I don't know if I want to stop my retirement contribution to pay off the debt. It's that comfort valve. People think, oh, I don't want to get discomfort. I don't want to get out, you know, and you have to, you have to embrace discomfort to do this process. And we're just, we're humans. And so we are creatures of habit. And so yeah. anything that's change is difficult. So the day you go, all right, am I going to submit myself to someone else's plan, or am I going to be a financial genius who's broke? Those are your <laughs> options. And it's hard to go like, I don't know if that, oh, that plan, my situation's different. I'm unique. The day you realize you're not that special okay. is the day you can start winning with money. Okay. Everybody thinks they're the exception to the plan. Oh, but George, because the way my income is set up, oh, but George, we have a regular income. Oh, but George, we have six kids and, and, a, and a van. Get that butt out of here. No butts around here. Okay. Okay. You ain't special. You ain't special. And that's special. a good thing. It means you can change your life just like everyone else. That's right. And that does it for this hour. Be sure to join us next time. And remember this, when it comes to changing your life and money, you can tell me you won't do it, but please don't tell me you can't. With God, all things are possible. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.